Hello everybody, I hope you've had a fantastic Christmas. I'm sure you have. At least I'm saying that by faith because I'm recording this before Christmas. But we are a people of faith and I trust and pray that you've had a really good Christmas. Greetings to you. I'm sorry I may not be able to be with you today. So I thought, let me record a few thoughts from this passage in Luke 2 verse 22 to 35 where we're beginning, we're beginning to look forward. So far we focus more on the arrival of Jesus now we're beginning to think about what does this mean for you and me and for the human race. And it's a good thing, I think, we're looking forward now as we are approaching the end of the year and looking forward into 2022. So let's have a look at this passage. Joseph and Mary take Jesus to the temple, uh, as is the law of the day, and they meet someone there in verse 25 called Simeon. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. Two very interesting words, righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit... He went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Ends on a sombre note, doesn't it? So today we're going to talk about three things. We're going to talk about the spirit, we're going to talk about salvation, and we're going to talk about the sword, and then we'll take communion together. So first of all, we see in this passage... The Spirit is at work. Truthfully, he's always at work. Just now and again, we notice. Or now and again, God allows his Spirit's work to be uh, drawn attention to. And that's what we see here. We see Simeon, a man of the Old Covenant, who it says that the Spirit was on him. Don't forget, even in the Old Testament and the Old Covenant, the Holy Spirit was at work. He didn't uh, in inhabit people in the same way that a Christian has, but the Spirit was just as much at work then as now. And the Spirit was on him. It had, something had been revealed to him about Messiah, the Messiah by the Spirit. And then moved by the Spirit, he goes into the temple cause. So we see a man here. What it means for this man to be uh, righteous and devout, at least in part, is that he is sensitive to and aware of the operation of the Holy Spirit in his life and around him. And that's got to be a good aspiration, hasn't it, for 2022? that for you and me, and for us as a Watford Church of Christ congregation, that we are aware of 
and alert to the movement of the Spirit in our lives, in our community, trying to fit in with Him, not trying to make Him fit with our preferences, desires, and hopes and dreams, but asking Him to reveal His hopes and dreams for, for us and for what we can do for Him, so that the Spirit will direct us, just like in the book of Acts. So that's me. my first thought today is, what could you do? What could you do to make yourself more aware of the Spirit's work? The Spirit is always at work. And often, truthfully, as you and I, I'm sure, know, the work of the Spirit is somewhat messy in the sense that it messes, he messes, with our priorities. He messes with our agendas. He turns things upside down now and again. You only have to look at the book of Acts to see that. And Israel's Israel's path through to salvation through Christ and ours isn't always comfortable and easy. It, it, the Holy Spirit comes in and messes with our lives a bit to create the appetite to see him at work. And then we, we find our second point, salvation. So I don't know about you, but I think 2021 has been a great year in some respects and a definite, a very challenging year in others. The Spirit has been messing around uh, uh, with, with things in this last year, and I dare say 2022 won't be much different, perhaps in some different ways. But let's be open to what the Spirit has in mind for us, whether it's our preference or not. So that's what we have here. Now, after the spirit is moving and everything connected with that, we then see that attention is brought to the fact that Jesus is involved with salvation. This is the next thing. So he says in verse 29, you can dismiss your servant in peace now. You fulfilled your promise to me, Father, to God. And my eyes have seen what what have his eyes seen? A baby? Uh, Yeah, but a bit more than that, right? My eyes have seen your salvation, prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to you, me, Gentiles, and the glory of your people, Israel. So Israel, Gentiles, all united together in this salvation that God is providing. What an awesome, wonderful thing. It's for all people. Jewish people of the day would have thought Jewish people all over the world. But we look back now after the, 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 what happens in the Gospels, what happens in the book of Acts, and realize and rejoice in the fact that it's for you. It's for me. Jesus came to this earth for you, really personally for you as well as collectively for humankind. It's so important we truly believe that. However you feel about yourself, whether you feel like you've let God down, or that last year wasn't the best for you spiritually or, or in other ways, the truth is, he still came to help you, to be alongside you, to be salvation for you, saving, helping. Not only the salvation of sins, but in a sense, rescue. Rescuing us from this world. Rescuing us from the damage that sin can do. Rescuing us from a meaningless, purposeless life. Giving us a, a hope and a future in that sense. That's what we have here. And this man, Simeon, had been waiting a long time to see this promise fulfilled. We don't know how old he is, but the implication is that he is an old man. And this is a man who was living, I think again, what it means to be righteous and devout, at least in part, is living with hope as the years go by. I'm 60, and nearly 61, and I've been following Jesus for many decades. As we get older, sometimes it gets a little more challenging 
to continue to live with hope over things that haven't turned out the way we had hoped. Maybe that's true of the last 12 months, but it doesn't mean we cannot live with hope. God's promises to us are always ones we can rely on. What promises of God can you hold on to in 2022? Maybe it's worth spending some time in prayer between now and the new year, asking God to reaffirm in you and to help you to have a deep abiding conviction about his promises to you. If we hold on to those promises patiently, like Simeon, then we will see God we will see God fulfill those promises at just the right time and in the right way. And that's what is happening here. This is a baby. This is not a king uh, on a char- in a chariot or on a big horse that's come to rescue God's people. It's a baby. And Simeon recognizes this counterintuitive appearance of a baby being Messiah and sees that the hope that he had had is being fulfilled. This next year, let's let's hold on to, let's hold on to the hope we have that God is faithful with his promises. Salvation at work, God's healing and God's help is always available. And then finally, the sword. So the spirit, salvation, and now the sword. It's the sobering part of the passage, isn't it? In verse 33, they marvel and Simeon blesses them and says this child is going to have some significant impact, causing the rising and falling of many in Israel. Of course, Jesus himself fell and then rose, of course, at the end of his life. A sign that will be spoken against, so there's going to be opposition. Thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. So this is a spiritually revealing time uh, that God's going to work through Jesus. And that last phrase that I dare say she did not want to hear. A sword will pierce your own soul too. So it won't just be difficult for your son. It won't just be difficult for those who hear your son. It will be difficult. It will be painful. It will be agony for you. The word used here for sword is romphaya, which means a large sword. This isn't one of those short Roman swords or a, a, a knife-type stabbing sword. This is one of those really big swords. In other words, you can't avoid it. You can't get away from it. It's going to cause damage. It's not just going to hurt. It's going to cause damage. This is going to pierce your soul, not just your flesh, but your soul. And this reminds us that the, the beauty of God's grace in giving us his son and in providing us with salvation, and the gift of the Holy Spirit, and all the wonderful things that come with that, they come at a high cost. And the cost is paid by Jesus himself. There's a cost to Mary, for sure. There's a cost to lots of people, perhaps. But the the primary cost, the depth of the cost, is paid. It's paid by Jesus. He came to serve you and me, but at a very high cost, ultimately, as we know, the cost of his own life. The reality of that is not meant to, it's meant to sober us. It's not meant to make us sad as such, I think. It's meant to make us grateful. It's meant to make us, in fact, I think it's meant to inspire us. It's meant to inspire me, inspire you to serve others with the same spirit. 
that the spirit that Jesus had being willing to pay any price to help people, to bring God's healing, salvation to others, this heart of his inspires you and me to live a similarly sacrificial life for the people around us. For me to live that way for the neighbours. I can see their houses just over the road there. Uh, for members of my my own family, for, for friends, for and for one another, actually, in the church here, wherever God takes us. It's, it's Jesus and his willingness to sacrifice and God's generosity that inspire us to imitate him. And I wonder, is there, it's a question worth thinking about, is there a way in which you're sensing God prompting you to serve others with a Christ-like love as you go into 2022. If you can't discern anything like that right now, that might be something to pray about. But maybe God's asking you to imitate his heart for a group of people, for a, a household, for an individual. Is God at work showing you something, showing you some people that you could love in this kind of a way? And maybe it'll be costly. Maybe it'll even be painful. Maybe there'll be a little bit of a sword to your heart in some way. But that doesn't mean it's bad or wrong because we're following Jesus. And all the sacrifices we make in faith for him, motivated by him, are ones that God will honour. And he will reward us at the right time. So three things we've seen today in this passage uh, from this, this time in the temple. The first is that the Spirit is at work. He's been at work in 2021. He's at work right now in you and me. He's at work personally, and he's at work in our congregation. And he's at work preparing things ready for 2022. Let's let him mess with us as he sees fit and fit in with him. Secondly, we see salvation at work. God will do anything so that people can be right with him. Let's have the right heart about that ourselves, that we will do whatever we can to help people that are coming to the congregation and worshipping with us, or people that are neighbours and friends, anything we can do to help them come to know and find healing with God. Let's just determine that we will do that, because, because it, it only honours what God and, has done for us. And then thirdly, the sword. The sword. There is a cost involved. There was for God. There was for Jesus. There was for Mary. But they all bore that willingly. Mary, a little bit of a struggle through her life, but ultimately coming at the end, by the time we get to the cross, and just after that in Acts chapter 1, willingly following her own son as her Lord. She saw it as worth it. Even the cross, even seeing her own son crucified, in the end was, in some sense, worth it to her. Let's be willing to bear the price of helping others with a Christ-like love. So we're going to take communion now, some bread and some wine that represents what uh, the body and the blood of Jesus and reminds us of what he's done for you and me as he himself, filled with the Spirit, came, as he himself brought salvation and as he himself endured the pain of, of a sword that struck his soul in Gethsemane and on the cross for you and me. So let's pray together and then we will take bread and wine. 